There has to be some common sense. Yes, sir, they have the car stopped in Tampa Ranch, Michael We still don't know who pulled the trigger. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. I'm your host, retired NYPD Sergeant Bill Cannon, a 27-year veteran of the NYPD. Folks, today we enter day 13 of missing Minnesota mother Madeline Kingsbury. Now, I know early on in this investigation, the police, uh, the Winona police did ask for volunteers to search and to help, and over 2,000 people volunteered to help in this search. It seems at this point it has entered, uh, as it should, more of an investigative phase of this case. And if the police, if I believe, if they need additional people to search or to do searches, more targeted searches, they will certainly ask for that. But right now, they haven't been. So let's just focus on this case a little bit, uh, going back to the timeline. And let's, March 31st at 8 a.m. in the morning, Madeline and her partner, her partner we know to be Adam Fravel. Uh, he's the daddy of the two babies. And his name was put out there on social media by himself. So I'm not breaking any investigative uh, who done it stuff and put something out there that the police will not do, but they're referring to him as her partner when it is out there that his name is Adam Fravel. Uh, so Madeline and Adam Fravel dropped their five-year-old daughter and two-year-old son at daycare. At 8.15 a.m., this is on March 31st, the dark blue 2014 Chrysler Town & Country minivan Madeline drives returns to her residence. Now, returns to her residence, they're not telling you who's in it at that point, right? Madeline doesn't show up for work at the Mayo Clinic, something Chief Williams says is very unlike her. Now, I just want to add a couple of things there, folks. There's probably um, video on that block. People have these uh, doorbell cameras. They have other cameras. So, they should be able to somehow catch the van pulling into the driveway. And who got out of the van? Did anyone get out of the van? Obviously, someone had to. Someone was driving it. So who got out of the van? That's that's important. Uh, at 10 a.m., Madeline's partner, who we know to be Adam Fravel, tells police he left the residence in her van, returned later in the day, and she was gone. Police say there's nothing to suggest she left on foot or in another vehicle, which suggests to me that they are monitoring video at that location for them to be able to say that. There's nothing to suggest that she left in another vehicle or on foot. So now 10 a.m. through 1.30 p.m., investigators believe a van Similar to Madeline's was seen driving on Country Road 12 and Highway 43 in Winona County. 
and then on Highway 43 in eastern Fillmore County, the van was later found in the driveway of Madeline's residence. So folks, again, from an investigative standpoint, and I don't know the terrain around Winona, uh, Winona Minnesota, and the, the other area of Fillmore County. However, in this day and age, the chances are that there are license plate readers and potentially um, video at certain locations. If it's that uh, in the sticks and they don't have that, that's a possibility. But many police departments in many areas have these cameras all over the place. We saw that in the uh, case of the four students in Idaho that were murdered, uh, Ethan Chapin, Zaina Canodal, Madison Mogan, and, and Kaylee Gonsalves. I, I always like to say their names because they're the real victims of that case. But we saw in that case, even though you know it was, it was in Idaho, it was around a campus, that there was a lot of investigative aids for the police. For example, video cameras that were on other people's houses, all right? Now, we may not think because Madeline's cell phone was left in her home during the time that she went, or we believe the time she went with Adam Fravel to drop off her children at daycare. We want to see those cell phones, both Adam's and we want, want to see Madeline's cell phones because they can tell us a lot of things. Text messages. What was the, the rapport between Adam and Madeline prior to this March 31st, what were they how, what was the tone they used to communicate? How were they communicating? Where had Adam been in the days and weeks? What was his routine leading up to this? Um, so all of those things are investigative. Of course we, we mentioned when we for the first day we covered this case that we want to see all of their computer. Uh, both his computer and, and Madeline's computer. And we want to go through it. We want to forensically go through the, the computer. Now, if the police had no direction right now, I think they would still be searching. They'd be searching. I think they may have an investigative direction. This, of course, was posted on Adam's um, Facebook site. If anyone, anybody has seen Madeline since 10 a.m. Friday, please contact the Winona PD, me, or any of our family members. I see lots of misinformation already being posted. Maddie was at home with me from 8 to 10.30, which is when I left to do errands. When I returned an hour-ish later, she was gone. Please help me find the mom to our two kids. Now, the timeline isn't specifically um, that specific as he is on his Facebook post there. The timeline is spread out a lot more. So there's things that perhaps the police know that's not out, that's not out there right now. Uh, I also want to just say that, um, again, anyone with information is asked to call the Winona police at 507-457-6288. Or contact Crime Stoppers Minnesota online or by calling 1-800-222-TIPS. 
That's 8477 instead of tips. So again, this is really entering entered a uh, the investigative phase of this, of course. And when we see um, Madeline's picture on the screen here, it is heartbreaking. I mean, just think of how much a five-year-old and, and a two-year-old uh, needs their mother. Uh, ridiculously so. They, you know, a five-year-old and a two-year-old so depends on their mother. So this is heartbreaking in so many different ways. And, you know, we want we want nothing more than this case to be solved and Madeline to be found, to be found healthy and alive. An urgent search underway for a missing mom, 26-year-old Madeline Kingsbury, affectionately known as Maddie. She was reported missing from her home 11 days ago. Now her face and description are plastered on a billboard. Her distraught family appeared at a news conference wearing hoodies and t-shirts emblazoned with the missing poster. Maddie is 5'4", 135 pounds, with short brown curly hair and hazel eyes. Maddie is a clinical research coordinator at the world-renowned Mayo Clinic in Minnesota. We wanted to put as much out there as we could. I spoke to her devastated mom, Christy Neighbor. We have so many questions. It's like she vanished out of thin air. She was last seen dropping her kids off at daycare along with her boyfriend, Adam Fravel. He's a pilot. The father of Maddie's children has spoken to law enforcement and told us that he left the residence in Maddie's van around 10 a.m. And upon returning later in the day, Maddie was not home. What's their relationship? Due to the ongoing nature of that investigation, I really don't want to speak a lot to that. Her normal day would have been going to work. And she never showed up. Right. What do you think happened to her? What I would like to think is that she is somewhere and that we'll be able to find her. Police have not named any suspects. The family has offered a $50,000 reward for information about Madeline's disappearance. So, folks, you know, I don't want to spread. There's not, there's not a lot of concrete information uh, investigatively. So I'm not going to spread any rumors. I can just say what is done and what should be done in, in cases like this. Of course, you're going to always target the last person that saw her. And they should be really checking that van also, the, um, the electronics of the van, the computer. Does it have GPS in the computer where it can determine where the van has been? where it's been driven, speed it's been driven, locations it's been driven. All of that is very, very important, as well as we talk about cell phone information, electronic information. Now, the mom said, and a lot of you guys are saying, the mom said she didn't show up for work. To me, that means she was supposed to physically go to her office. Many people online, which I can't confirm, is that she potentially worked remotely, then why would people say she didn't go to work? Uh, that sort of implies to me that she physically was supposed to go to work. And I could be wrong, but I think that's what that's implying, that she didn't show up for work. Uh, very important. Um, in the way that if she was supposed to physically show up for work, then why did Adam take the van? That's a big question I have. And I, I don't know if anyone here 
has the answer to that. I certainly don't have the answer myself. So I'm not going to conjecture. It's just, I can just conjecture and say, ask those questions, but I'm not going to give a concrete answer. The urgent search for a missing Minnesota mother of two last seen dropping off her kids at daycare a week and a half ago. Nearly 2,000 volunteers turning out over the weekend to help look for clues. Eva Pilgrim is here with the story. Good morning, Eva. Good morning, Rebecca. The mother of two didn't show up for work and then didn't show up to pick up her kids, which her family says was extremely out of character. Police saying they are concerned for her safety calling her disappearance suspicious. This morning, an urgent search for a missing Minnesota mom. Madeline Kingsbury was last seen 11 days ago after dropping her two kids off at daycare. I tried to call, nobody picked up, and that's kind of when alarm bells were going off. According to police, Kingsbury and her children's father dropped their kids off at daycare shortly after 8 a.m. on Friday, the two returning to her home. The father saying he left the house in her dark blue Chrysler minivan around 10 a.m. When he returned later that day, he says Kingsbury was not there. Our department and our law enforcement partners are working relentlessly to find Maddie and determine the circumstances surrounding her disappearance. Investigators say it doesn't appear the 26-year-old left her home, finding her phone, the jacket she was wearing that morning, and her wallet still inside. Police. You know, folks, that's an interesting statement. It doesn't appear that the 26-year-old left her home, which to me is implying that there must be video around that house that could ascertain in fact, if she ever left the house or she ever came back from the trip uh, driving her two children to daycare, that's interesting. It doesn't appear that she left the house. Did she ever come back to the house? That's a question I have. Police say her minivan was seen that day driving along a nearby county road between 10.30 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. Authorities have searched the van. Her sister Megan saying not hearing from her is out of character, telling us Kingsbury was supposed to come to her home the following day, Saturday, with her daughter. It's swimming around in your head like why haven't I heard anything from her? Nearly 2,000 volunteers combing through an area near Kingsbury's home. The family now offering a $50,000 reward for any information that helps them find her. We love her and Maddie, we're going to find you. And Megan telling us that Maddie's two children, her five-year-old daughter and two-year-old son, are safe and cared for right now. As for possible suspects, police not naming any as of now. We've asked if the father of her children is cooperating. They've declined to comment. Mm. Guys. Folks, that, that says a great deal. Uh, if When they're asked if the father of the, uh, the children is cooperating, they declined to, uh, to comment. What does that say to you, right? And I'm not, again, I don't have enough information to point out, oh, he's definitely a suspect. But we're just, we have some questions. You know, we have some questions. Uh, where is the investigation going? What do they know right now? This is highly unusual that uh, someone is, is taken from their home. Um there's a, there's a, on the screen right now is a picture of that, um, I believe it's a Chrysler van. Uh, and that was seen driving around <clears throat> between 10 a.m. and 1.30. And we uh, spoke about the locations it was seen. It was seen uh, 
County Road 12 and Highway 43 in Winona County, and then on Highway 43 in Eastern Fillmore County. Uh, when you hear people talking in absolutes that that was the van, I don't think it's been confirmed, at least by law enforcement, that that 100% uh, is the van. Uh, Ray Kelly, which PD are, uh, has lead on the case? We believe the Winona uh, police are the lead um, police agency on this case. Um, so, yeah, that's they're leading the investigation. Um, we don't know at this point. Again, what do they have on this case? What do they have investigatively? Um, Nick, she never came back home with him. They went together to drop off the kids, and they argued she was injured. Sally was probably badly injured. There must be a ring camera. Nick, I don't know where you're getting that information from. Um, I haven't, um, I haven't received that information from anyone. I don't believe it's been reported by the police. Um, Last night, or excuse me, a couple nights ago, um, Banfield reported on this. We'll play a little bit of her. Uh, but there, there has been no really investigative information that we can all hang our hat on and say, oh, this is the way they're going. Uh, Victoria Burgess, if he has a plane, she could be anywhere. You know, one of the things about having a plane, and if that was used somehow in this disappearance, Pilots have to fill out logs. They have to report into the air traffic controller before they take off. There pretty much is some checks and balances and in going into an airport and taking off in a plane. I don't think you can just take off on a plane without notifying anyone. There's certain radio transmissions you have to make. So if he, in fact, did fly that plane, there would be evidence of it. So uh, I, I know everyone's referring to there was a picture, of, again, of him on Facebook uh, by this plane. Uh, when I dug in a little bit, people say he doesn't own a private plane. He is a pilot, although he sometimes will rent a plane. There would be another record of that if he, in fact, rented a plane. So none of this information is known to the general public right now. Is it known to law enforcement? I don't know. I don't know. We can't. It hasn't been shared with the public, so we don't know if it has been. Maddie Kingsbury sent a very funny text to her sister. Uh, sister thought it was hilarious. And then things weren't so funny because after she sent that text, nobody heard from Maddie. And no one picked her kids up at the daycare until someone else had to. And Maddie wasn't home at the end of the day. But Maddie's phone and her wallet and her ID and the jacket she was wearing when she dropped those kids off at the daycare, those were all inside the home. Police said Maddie did not disappear on her own. They said it is suspicious and it is involuntary. This happened 10 days ago in Winona, Minnesota. So, guys, by the police saying that it is suspicious and involuntary, they know things that we don't know. They know things that they have not given to the press, and for good reason. They want to, again, you hear this expression all the time. They want to keep it close to the vest, and there's reasons investigatively that they're doing that. 
And uh, however, we have to know that they know a lot that we do not know. She's just 26 years old and she has two little kids aged two and five. Last person to see her was the dad. The dad told police that he borrowed her dark minivan and when he came back, she was gone. It is all a mystery and more than 2,600 people have been searching for Maddie everywhere. They've tried everything, dive teams, police ATVs, 120,000 acres, two massive searches. Joining me now is Maddie Kingsbury's mom, Krista Neighbor. Krista, is there any update that you can give us on the search for your daughter? You know, at this time, the police uh, have uh, expanded the search area to Houston County um, to continue the search for Madeline. Um, you know, we just continue to be at it every day, um, searching, hoping for tips and clues uh, via Crime Stoppers or local PD for any information. And I'm going to put that number up on the screen, uh, Krista, so that anybody who's watching who might know something can call in a tip because Lord knows more eyeballs, uh, that definitely helps. It's uh, it's right there on the screen. Absolutely. It's 507. 457-6302. We'll leave that up there. Um, I also Thank just you. wanted to ask you if there was anything unusual going on in Maddie's life, anything that you can think of that was just out of the ordinary before she disappeared 10 days ago. You know, Madeline uh, was just a hard at work mom. She took care of her two babies. She had started graduate school in January. Um, things were really finally looking up for her. And uh, it was her goal just to continue uh, to improve her life and the life for her kiddos. And the, the kiddos, where are they tonight? <clears throat> we know the kids are safe and, and doing well at this time. And that's, uh, we're very thankful for that. So, so, you know, obviously in any story like this, the, the very first person that police go to and certainly the suspicions go to would be the last person to have seen Madeline. And that was the father of, of the kids. Can you describe what their relationship was like or whether he's being considered a, a suspect or a person of interest at this time? Um, you know, we're hopeful that the evidence and things that they're collecting are going to lead us in the right direction uh, as to who's responsible. Um, you know, the investigation is ongoing, so I, I really can't speak to um, uh, anything in, in that nature. Understand. Was she dating anybody else that you know of? No, I, I really can't go into that. At this well, Banfield really... Uh really prize, you know, and obviously this mom, uh, this Kingsbury, has been spoken to by the police that if you're asked certain questions, uh, do not answer them, answer them this way, because they're obviously trying to keep this investigation, again, close to the vest, and people have asked in the chat, um, has he lawyered up yet? As far as I know, he has not. 
And folks in the chat, you know that if someone who is a suspect, if they invoke counsel and they don't want to speak to the police, they don't have to, and that's their right. So I don't know at this point if he's lawyered up or not. Um, when the police are asked if he's cooperating, they really don't give you much information. They don't they don't talk about it. That's they'll basically say, oh, that's under investigation. And they don't uh they don't give you any clear answer to what um to what's going on. And you know, they earlier on, of course, early in this investigation, they had the press conference and uh the police haven't had a press conference since then. There was rumors that there was supposed to be a press conference, again, rumors. There was supposed to be a press conference yesterday, and then there never was. Uh, let me play a little bit of this from the first press conference. I'm Winona Police Chief Tom Williams. Today's large volunteer search happened because we heard from people in Winona, our surrounding neighbors, and across the state of Minnesota that they wanted to help. We are so thankful for the outpouring of support for Maddie and her family. We're having volunteers meet at two locations and from there fan out to search multiple areas. This is tough terrain and we are grateful to the hundreds of volunteers who are taking their personal time to assist with the search. As to the investigation, I can only say that it remains very active. Our department and our law enforcement partners are working relentlessly to find Maddie and determine the circumstances surrounding her disappearance. We continue to ask people living in Fillmore, Houston, and Winona counties, walk your property if you haven't done so already. Look for signs of anything suspicious, a disturbance, or anything out of place. We are continuing to ask people in these areas to check their cameras and please save the video. And if you have any information that can lead us to Maddie or the circumstances surrounding her disappearance, please call Crime Stoppers Minnesota at 1-800-222-TIPS. Again, Crime Stoppers Minnesota at 1-800-222-TIPS or the Winona Police Department at 507-457 6288. We remain very hopeful that we will bring Maddie back home to her family. I'll now ask uh, Sheriff John DeGeorge from Fillmore County to step up. So folks, very little information has been given out since very early on in, in this investigation. So we're no further on knowing what the direction is of this investigation, what they found out, uh, it seems as though the searches have, have stopped. They've ceased. Uh, people are asking in the chat, have they requested uh, Equus search? And you guys know with that we're very tight with Equus search. And Equus search doesn't take part in a, um, in a search unless they're requested by the police department in the vicinity, in the area. In this case, it would be the Winona Police Department. So they don't get involved in that uh, unless they're asked to. Uh, I understand there's also been numerous um, dives in the lakes uh, in the in the Winona County. Um, so they've done that. They've, it seems like they've done an extremely thorough job uh, 
in the in the search. However, again, we don't know where they're at investigatively. And folks, that's one of the things I know as a former member of the service, a former NYPD police sergeant, these type of cases take a long time. If you don't find anything in the first couple of weeks, it could it could stretch on for a long time, you know. Um, it's unfortunate, but that happens to be a reality, you know. Uh, the the West uh, Frizzell West and uh, the 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 other name escapes me. The two brothers, they were never found. Um, Maya Malete, same thing. Her, her husband is going on trial starting in May. They never found her. So I'm not, look, I'm not trying to be uh, a deliverer of bad news, but these cases are not, not simple. They're very difficult. The investigative resources and uh, that the police use, that's one of the reasons they keep it so close to the vest because anything getting out could destroy their investigation. So they want to keep it... Uh, Keep the information uh, they have, again, close to the vest. I feel like we're overusing that expression. Uh, Moose Girl 108, right, it's her baby daddy. It's not it, um, Adam Fravel. It, there's not a legal marriage. However, they have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And many places across the USA that would be considered a common law husband, all right, um, I don't know what it is in Minnesota, but if you have a child in common uh, in family court, at least in New York, you're considered family if you have a child in common. And put that, in essence, that's a common law husband if you have a child in common. Folks, this is Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. If you like real crime stories from a police perspective, then you're in the right place. Go on our YouTube, hit that subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, ring the bell, make comments. We love reading your comments. We love answering your comments. And the most important thing is just to hit that like button. If you want to help us out financially, we have a Patreon with three different levels. And we also have a YouTube channel membership with, count them, five different levels if you want to join our YouTube. And we give extra content to our folks uh, on our, our YouTube channel. Schmitty, that's why I had it in quotes, but okay, is there a pick of the baby daddy common law husband? Uh, the only pick that I, I do have was from his, um, his Facebook. Um, and let me remove your, um, let me remove the comments and you'll be able to see it better. That's the only picture I have right now. That is um, Adam Fravel. And again, we spoke about Yes, they're not legally married. However, in many states, when you have children, you're considered common law. So I don't know if that's the case in Minnesota. But folks, this is, again, as I said earlier on, um, this is, we're going, we're going into the 13th day right now. Uh, and, you know, early on, the police said this was, a suspicious and involuntary disappearance. So they know some information that they're not letting out there that would 
make them use that type of language, you know, and uh, suspicious and involuntary. There's, this is an overhead little site of uh, when they were doing the searches. This morning, the desperate search to find a missing Minnesota mom of two who disappeared eight days ago. Please help us find Madeline. The children need their mother. Winona police officials say 26-year-old Madeline Maddie Kingsbury's disappearance is suspicious, and they are worried for her safety. Our department and our law enforcement partners are working relentlessly to find Maddie and determine the circumstances surrounding her disappearance. Nearly 2,000 volunteers showed up on Friday to help police conduct a massive ground search. Officials pleading with residents to search their properties for signs of the 26-year-old. Walk your acreage, check your outbuildings, check your vehicles, walk trails, check your cameras for any indications of anything suspicious. According to police, Maddie was last seen at home last Friday at approximately 8.15 in the morning after dropping her two children off with their father at daycare. The father told police he left Maddie's house at about 10 a.m. in her dark blue Chrysler minivan. When he returned later that day, he says she was not home. A minivan resembling hers was seen that same morning driving along a nearby county road between 10.30 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. Investigators have searched the minivan and Maddie's home. Inside the house, they found her phone and her wallet. I just was trying not to panic. Maddie's sister Megan last texted her that morning and everything seemed fine. The family now offering a $50,000 reward for information on her whereabouts. We love her and we could figure out anything and get through anything together. And um, we want her back and uh, we're not... We're not going to stop. So, folks, you would think that a $50,000 uh, reward, uh, if someone knows something, they would surely uh, say something. You know, in New York, we always say, if you see something, say something. But $50,000 reward can shake the tree a lot and things will fall out. You know, the most important thing here. Uh, investigatively is, to, you know, what we refer to a lot of times as victimology, studying the background of the victim. And, you know, this person, Madeline Kingsbury, looks like the all-American mother, you know, even an overachiever, someone with two young children, a five-year-old and a two-year-old, uh, is a researcher at the Mayo Clinic, was starting graduate school or had started graduate school, um, busy, right? Uh, focused, really focused individual. What about her relationship potentially uh, resulted in this happening? And in no way am I victim blaming at all, if anyone ever takes it as that. But we have to, as investigators, we have to look into the background of of the victims. And sometimes the answer is there, the study of the victim. Let's look into the background. What specific things in the victim's background created this situation or did it? And again, I'm not victim blaming, but um, what do we know about the baby's daddy, Adam Fravel? What do we know about him? I Very little as far as I believe he worked in tech. He's a homegrown boy, right? I think they went to high school together, right? 
Um, he's obviously a smart guy. I think he's, he's a college graduate. He's a pilot. Um, we want to look into his background too. And where does his background and Madeline's background intersect and potentially not just intersect, but collide. And that's what the police are looking at now. They're looking at what occurred here. How did it occur? And they're trying to use all the investigative um, resources they put, they possibly have. You know, one of the things that struck me right away is like, okay, just get back to the um, to the timeline. Eight o'clock in the morning, uh, Madeline and her partner, it's referred to, even though we know it's Adam Frabell, drive the two children to daycare. All right? Boom. They drive the two children to daycare. Now, was she ever dropped back at the house? That's so important. Uh, it, sa it says 815, the dark blue Chrysler town and country minivan drives, Madeline drives and returns to her residence. But then Madeline doesn't show up for work. How do we know? How do we know that it returned to her residence? And how do we know that she got out of the car and went into the house? Do we know that? That's a huge, huge thing. Do we know that she ever returned? The vans returned. Did she ever return to the house? Do they have video of her getting out of the minivan? Do they have video of her getting back into the minivan? these That's where the rubber hits the road right there. Those are the answers that someone knows and we don't know. That is the case right there, you know. Uh, uh, Missy Blue, if he wasn't living there, why was he there in the morning to drive kids to daycare if she was heading to work for the van? Was it a plan all along to do something? Uh, Misty Blue, we don't know the answer to that. We don't know if her going to work meant she was working remotely via her computer or did she drive to work um, every day. She worked at the Mayo Clinic. We don't know the answers to that, but someone does. The police do. The investigators do. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to, I see a lot of people uh, saying things in the chat that I can't confirm. So um, I'm not going to re report that as, as fact, because until we get something that's fact, I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to put it out there because we don't know. And again, we know very little right now. Let me play a little bit more of Banfield here, who, of course, was trying to dig and the mom was having none of it. It's time um, just due to the ongoing nature of investigation. And uh, I know that the uh, police department and uh, the surrounding communities are working very hard at helping pull together everything possible in order to find Madeline. Chris, I'm just going to read that tip line again. It's 507-457-6302. I'll also remind our viewers that there is a $50,000 reward for information um, leading to um, Madeline's discovery. One quick last question, uh, Krista, and that is, 
the minivan. Um, she had this dark blue minivan and it was seen driving along a county road nearby between 10.30 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. Was anyone able to see who was driving it? Is there any clue that that um, minivan might yield? You know, so far there's a lot of evidence and, and information we just don't have yet in terms of uh, pointing to anything or anyone specific. Um, we just remain very hopeful each day that we get closer to uh, finding uh, the, the missing answers and, and to bring our daughter home. Thank you for watching. So folks, again, there's, there's a lot of questions in this case. However, very few answers right now. And uh, I know that, uh, that the police know the answers to lots of these questions that we're asking. Another thing with the investigation, of course, we would do a deep dive into Adam Fravel, his background. And also one of the things, of course, is was there a history of domestic violence. And I'm not saying there was, I'm asking that question. Was there a history of domestic violence? And one of the ways the police would know that would the police ever called to the house regarding a domestic violence incident? Were there police reports of a domestic violence incident? Did Madeline talk to her parents about her relationship with Adam Fravel? perhaps unraveling, perhaps breaking up. Uh, I, right now, we're in the dark as to how that relationship was. These are all the investigative steps that would lead the investigators to an investigative direction. You know, some of you guys also mentioned um, Adventures with Purpose. And I know that in the, in the searches here, there were certain bodies of waters that... Um, that was searched, and apparently, I, I had also read something that there were divers that had uh, dove in some of these. I, I guess there would be lakes in the area. Now, if there is a targeted area where they have specific information, they could request adventures with purpose to respond. But the, again, the police have to request them, not uh, not the families. You know, and again, we mentioned. EquiSearch Midwest, that who we are actually honorary members of EquiSearch, myself and uh, Duty Run. And I can't say enough great things about them. Folks, we're going to um, stay with this story. Uh, we're hoping that more information comes out. Uh, I could give you more of the information in regards to, again, uh, the Winona Police, 507-457-6288 or Minnesota Crime Stoppers, 1-800-222-TIPS, T-I-P-S, or 8477. So, folks, all we can do is uh, is pray uh, for Madeline and her family and for her two small children that she's recovered alive. As I said earlier on in the show, this is um, the 13th day. We're into the 13th day of this investigation. And um, if anything, we know just as little day one as we knew from the very beginning. And I give a lot of credit to the local police because I think uh, tough to do, 
tough to not put out information because there's a lot of uh, pressure on the police to do so. But as far as helping your investigation, you know, we say all the time that the um, the police, uh, excuse me, the press can be your best friend or your greatest enemy. And uh, we lived by that uh, on the NYPD. And uh, hopefully the Winona police will use the press in ways that'll help this investigation and help to uh, to recover Madeline. And uh, we're all hoping and praying for that. But at this point, uh, we don't know what the police have as far as an investigation. And uh, we can just conjecture, and I don't want to like to put out there things that aren't facts. But we do know this is a very strong, loving community where over 2,000 people showed up to search, which is an incredible thing. Uh, just an incredible thing. You could show, see that Madeline Kingsbury was extremely loved and uh, her family is loved and respected. And uh, that was that's an amazing thing. Folks, again, police off the cuff. I, I don't have any new information for you. Um, at this point, I want to just say goodbye. Everyone have a great day. And uh, we'll stay with this case. Hopefully, you'll have a happy ending. Have a great day, everyone. God bless. One episode, just ain't enough.